Welcome to a very special edition of the Cross-Border Interview Podcast. From time to time, the show will be diverting from its show structure to discuss the most important issue of the day, whether it's an election, an award show, breaking news across the world, or an issue of a local scale. We will be bringing guests onto the show to discuss the issues that is on everyone's mind. So here now is the Cross-Border Interview Podcast, discussing... Hey everyone, it is uh, day after the vice presidential debate. We are recording this a little bit different than we usually do. Uh, this is our first solo episode of the show. So uh, we are going to be diving deep into the vice presidential debate that happened between uh, Democratic Senator from California, Kamala Harris, and vice presidential uh, candidate and vice president of the United States, Mike Pence, former governor of Indiana. Uh, this was a debate. Uh, we saw the last elect, saw the last debate. Sorry, where there was uh, ninety minutes of pure, utter circus shit show fire. Tonight we saw what presidential debates are all about, but in the form of a vice presidential debate. Uh, before the proceedings even got underway, there was a little politics around it. Uh, with the recent diagnosis of COVID-19 of President Trump, uh, the Democratic ticket decided that they wanted plexiglass and to move from six feet to 12 feet apart to separate Mike Pence and Kamala Harris. This was a smart move. This played into the hand of the Democrats so much. Uh, with everything going on in the world right now, with coronavirus the top of mind for voters, I believe top of mind for voters, you saw firsthand how the Democrats are going to try and win this. They want people to keep thinking about the coronavirus. Because if people keep thinking about the coronavirus, they will win. People have lost loved ones. They know people who have been affected by this. So if they show that this president has utterly failed with the loss of 210,000 Americans, the Democrats know that they can invoke emotions to potentially win this election on November 3rd or 4th. The debate got off to a stellar start. Susan Page from USA Today was an excellent moderator. She did get steamrolled a few times during the whole debate process by Mike Pence and then also by Kamala Harris uh, by running over time of that allotted two minutes. But one of the things that I heard via Twitter during the debate was Mike Pence was steamrolling. Mike Pence was going over time. CNN did uh, a snapshot of how much time Kamala Harris and Mike Pence got to speak. Now, for anyone who was out there, I was in the boat that I thought Mike Pence had spoken a lot longer than Kamala Harris. CNN did the tally. 36 minutes and 27 seconds Mike Pence spoke during that debate. Now, if you're me, you're thinking Kamala Harris did a lot lower than that. But after their tally, Kamala Harris, at the end of the day, spoke 36 minutes and 24 seconds. So it was, there was literally seconds between them. So Kamala Harris, as much as she did... Uh, 
bring back that I need to rebut that. He attacked my record. They did speak for relatively the same amount of time during the debate. And I was surprised at that because, like, everyone on Twitter, you think that they, uh, Mike Pence was going over time, but really, the moderator did their job. Unlike the first debate where we saw Donald Trump basically give up the fact that there was rules in place and just go for the broke. So it was interesting. I'm glad that uh, that time track was actually done. Uh, Mr. Pence held his own, let's be honest. Before going into this, I wasn't expecting a knockout punch. There was a few blows to both candidates, but at the end of the day, there was no knockout punch. And that's what debates are all about, right? The debates are all about that one knockout punch. Uh, We can remember when Dan Quayle uh, was uh, in his vice presidential debate when the uh, former uh, senator from Texas, uh, I forget his name, Lloyd Benson, said to Dan Quayle that, at the time, the vice presidential candidate, Mr. Uh, Quayle, I knew Jack Kennedy. Jack Kennedy was a friend. You, sir, are no Jack Kennedy. When Quayle invoked uh, Jack Kennedy as a person that he admired. So if you were looking for that moment, there was none. There was a moment when Kamala Harris kept on saying to uh, Vice President Pence, Mr. Vice President, I'm speaking. Mr. Mr. Pence, Vice President Pence, did have a tendency to keep interrupting her, but Kamala Harris, in all her glory, was able to shut her, shut him down as quickly as possible. He was able to say, she was able to say, you know what, I'm not done talking. Uh, after watching the moder- uh, the commentators from CNN and PBS, this was something that spoke to uh, American women, because they know so many time and time again that men have a tendency to interrupt women. And let's be honest, I think we all saw a little bit of ourselves in that because there have been times when I've interrupted women when I'm talking, and I I do apologize for that. Um, The greatest scenario of that was there was a commentator on CNN, the chief political correspondent, I forget her name right now, uh, and the former senator from Pennsylvania, Rick Santorum. Literally, she was explaining this, and then Rick Santorum, in all his uh, his ability to talk, literally turned to her and started to interrupt her. So it, it showed that, you know what, this is what women face on a day-to-day basis. So I'm, I'm not a woman. I would not uh, uh, try to say that I know what women have gone through when getting this type of treatment, but... Kamala Harris was able was able to uh, smile and get through the the time and time again when Mr. Pence, Vice President Pence, interrupted her. Uh, there were memes around the uh, Mr. Vice President. I'm speaking. I'm sure that that will be the Democrats' win for the night, but. I think it wasn't a knockout blow. There was no moment when during that exchange or exchanges when I said he's got she's got him. Not once. So we'll see what happens. It's not going to be one of those it's done today and it's gonna not do anything. It's gonna do probably one or two days worth of news rounds, but it won't do much. Now where Mike Pence was able to sort of 
push uh, Kamala off her feet was around the idea of if Judge Amy Barrett Cohen is confirmed to the U.S. Supreme Court, which in, in all likely it will probably happen, if the Democrats would stack the deck and add more justices. As he said, 150 years of Supreme Court justices, 150 years of nine justices on the Supreme Court. Senator Chuck Schumer of New York decided that if this was to happen, if Judge Amy Barron Cohen was to, or Cohen Barrett was to potentially be on the, or get confirmed to be sit on the uh, Supreme Court, he would call for more justices. So she didn't have a good answer. Joe Biden has never had a good answer on this one. And this is what is infuriating. Um, there was no moment in that debate where she clearly said, you know what, this is not the case. This is the Senate Democrats who are distracting this. And if Mike Pence would have said, hey, you're the leader of the, the Democratic Party. Joe Biden said this in the last debate. So therefore, if you're the leader, why are your people saying this? It's a good it's it's literally a good comeback there there. If if this is the case, Americans would potentially have more justices. Therefore, there'd be more chances to appoint people. And I don't think Americans want that. I could be wrong, but in the grand scheme of things, I don't think people want that. Now, the the one theme that uh, the person who I was watching the uh, debate with and myself that I saw was the non-answer. Politicians are great at the non-answer. I think there were multiple times both sides of the debate, Mrs. Kamala Harris, Mr. Mike Pence, did not answer the question. As a former journalist, I can tell you it is infuriating when a politician does not answer the question you want and they answer the question that they think they want. So there was times we saw with the uh, uh, Mrs. Pages, the moderator's uh, question about age. Mr. Uh, Trump and Mr. Biden will be the oldest president in U.S. history to be uh, elected President of the United States on November in November. Now, Mr. Pence talked about something I really don't remember. Mrs. Kamala Harris did the exact same thing. So I I honestly don't remember what the answer was. All I remember was it was not an answer. Kamala Harris, actually that's untrue. Kamala Harris talked about her profile of what she's accomplished, what she's done. Being the first uh, black attorney general, second black senator in the U.S. Senate, first second black female in the U.S. Senate. So there was no moment when I thought to myself, they are answering the question. Mike Pence did this a lot more than Kamala Harris. I think everyone can agree to that. But then again, Mike Pence is amazing at vamp. If he does not want to answer the question, he can fill those two minute times. And that's when you saw when Mike Pence was on time. When he did not want to answer a question, he stayed to that two minutes. And then when Kamala attacked Donald Trump or attacked Mike Pence, 
there was moments when he went overtime. So there was a little give and take there. But the art of not giving a, a, a fudge about what was going on, about what was actually happening, was so prominent in this elect, in this debate. If they did not like the question, the greatest thing in, uh, I think it was West Wing, it was a political TV show, where they said, don't take the question, make it your own question. If they ask you a question, pivot. Pivot to the economy. Pivot to the coronavirus. And I will say, Kamala Harris and all in in her 90-minute debate or 60-minute debate, however long it was, was the queen of that. She was pivoting to the coronavirus because they know if it's about the economy, Donald Trump wins because it was in such a good place prior to the coronavirus. If it's about health care, uh, Kamala Harris wins. So she was trying to pivot that. If it's about the coronavirus, Mike Pence knows if it's about the coronavirus, the Democrats are going to potentially win. So one of the things that did make the big rounds on Twitter was the fly. The fly that sat there for more than two minutes on Mike Pence's head and hair, I should say, not head, but hair. And everyone was transfixed with that moment. Everyone looked at that fly and said, what is going on here? Why is there a fly on your head? I, I can tell you right now, for those whole two minutes, I have no idea what happened. The person and I, the person who was watching the show, uh, the debate and I, with me, we looked at that and we just kept on looking at it. There was no other thing going on in that debate hall besides that fly on Mike Pence's hair. And the worst part was Mr. Pence has pure white hair. So anything on that hair, you will notice. Once that fly landed, it was noticeable. Uh, we saw tw uh, memes of Lord of the Flies. Uh, we, we, we saw Twitter at its worst. One moment that could potentially ruin uh, a 60 to 90 minute debate be completely steamrolled by an outside force. It, it, let's be honest, it's, it was funny. I laughed, the person I was with laughed. It was hilarious. And I'm, gl I, I'm glad that even in a 60 to 90 minute debate, there was some levity for the viewers. Uh, the Joe Biden campaign capitalized on this. During the debate, there was a picture on Joe Biden's um, uh, in, uh, Twitter that was literally chip in $5 to get a fly swatter. So make this campaign fly, as he said. This is pure gold. This is a campaign team who knows how to market in the moment. And that's what this Joe Biden has done miraculously better than Hillary Clinton, was being able to market something in the moment. The, the rapid response of the daily responses to anything going on has been amazing compared to Hillary Clinton's. Um, the one thing that we did notice during this debate was Mike Pence seemed reserved compared to the 2016 debate with Tim Kaine. With Tim Kaine, Mike Pence seemed to be able to go after Tim, after Hillary Clinton. With this, 
with a track record of four years, he seemed more reserved of how he was actually going to uh, utilize Joe Biden's history of 47 years in the Senate and government, Kamala Harris's track record. And it just seemed like he was not fully engaged with the moment. There were moments when Mike Pence tried to attack Joe Biden and it, it fell flat. There was no, uh, as Donald Trump said it, you, in, uh, I've done more in, 40, in 47 months than you did in your 47 years uh, in government. And let's be honest, that line was great. He probably practiced it. It was probably something that he had talked about. While there's a lie, he's never been in government for more than 43 months. Uh, 43 months. It still resonated with people. And it's true. Let's let's call it what it is. It's a true fact. Donald Trump, he is president. He's been able to accomplish more for the Republicans than Joe Biden was able to accomplish in his 47 years because he is one vote in the Senate. He is the vice president. So there's not much that you can do in those roles. But it is one of those lines that people will remember, like the shut up man. Mike and Kamala don't have that personality. Going into this debate, I was not expecting a, like I said at the beginning, a major blow. I was not expecting a moment when someone went, you know what, that just won the debate. The person I was watching with did say that. They did say that they were potentially looking for that moment and they were hoping that there was going to be a moment because they're, they're I would say, 90% in the Biden train where I don't know still uh, we saw this in 2016 2016 Hillary Clinton was up not by 11 points as uh, Donald Trump is or 12 points depending on what poll you're watching but she was up election day Wisconsin sorry Minnesota Michigan Pennsylvania North Carolina Florida all went to the Republicans. So do not underestimate this president. As much as people want to lambaste him and his policies, he connects with voters who vote. And last night's presidential debate, or vice presidential debate, sorry, didn't change many people's minds. Um, vice presidential debates usually do not. Um, Kamala Harris held her own, which was good for Joe Biden. She didn't make any gaps, which was good for Joe Biden. This debate basically said, we, we potentially know that we're winning this, so we're not going to go down the rabbit hole of trying to make a meme, trying to be the front page story the next day. And Mike Pence was there basically to say, hey, we know what happened in the last debate. We know it was a shit show, but look who you have as your number two. We are, we are stable. We are the true Republican core of values of what's going on. So both of them knew what they had to do going into this debate. Kamala had to basically say, Joe will be a great president. Mike Pence had to say, hey, while the top of the ticket might not be completely stable, we are still going to potentially be a stable government. 
this did not sway voters. This is not going to make people wake up to today and say, you know what? I like Kamala Harris, so I'm going to vote for Joe. I like Mike Pence, so I'm going to vote for Donald Trump. There was no moment where people have more knowledge about what needs to be done or how they're going to vote because of last night's debate. They just solidified their support, and that's good. That's what they needed to do. We, we now end with going into the next debate. This debate was a true debate. We had two candidates, one moderator who answered questions as much as they didn't answer questions, answer questions, and they're going to move on to going into the debate. The next presidential debate, which is the 15th, which, yes, again, we will have an actual person on the show. This isn't something new. We're just trying something different for this episode. So we're going to have someone back on the show. We're going to talk about it. This person does not know politics. He he, he talks about how, he, while he does know about politics, he doesn't follow it as religiously as I do. And that's what I want to know. I want to know what the everyday person is actually looking at. So we are excited to uh, have the guest on for that show. That show will be coming out the day after the debate. Yet again, tune in, watch it. We, I, I'm looking forward to it. Um, so before we leave, we're just going to wrap up here. This debate was a debate. Politicians know how to not answer questions, and they did not answer questions. So I'm glad that we were able to see two competent human beings on the stage talk about policy as, as much as they didn't talk about policy. So with that being said, I want to thank you, everyone, for tuning in. I hope I didn't rattle on. I know it's been about 22 minutes, uh, but I want to thank you so much for doing this. Um, yet again, thank you, and chat to you on Saturday with our next episode. Thank you once again for listening to the Cross Border Interview Podcast. If you love this episode of the Cross Border Interview Podcast, head over to iTunes or wherever you get your podcast and subscribe, rate us, and leave us a review. All the links to our social media accounts are in the show notes or visit www.crossborderinterviews.ca. The Cross Border Interview Podcast was produced and edited by Miranda Brown and Associates Incorporated. Be sure to tune in for our next episode of the Cross Border Interview Podcast. Once again, thank you. Bye-bye.